are drinking Boomtown by Dusted Valley. It is a Washington State wine. It does not say from where in Washington State, just from, you know, Washington, the state. Mm, I see. Um, it wow. is a 2014 Merlot. Ooh. Wow. That's Boomtown. <laughs> it has had yeah. six years to mature. Oh, my God. It's, it was so good. Yeah. Like five years longer than I've had to mature. So. <laughs> <laughs> that wine's been more mature than me. Yeah. Jesus. It's poor when came as the out of control. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about retirement already. Yeah, it's stuck in my head now. <laughs> um, where did you get this wine? I um so, I haven't heard of it before. Fun fact. <laughs> I um my dad can't do anything for himself. Sure. So I was <laughs> sure. cleaning I was cleaning out the cabinets in his laundry room. And there was all these different wines in there. Like, I'm sure, look, if you look at the label on the top, you can see, like, the dust embedded. I wiped oh off the majority of the dust. <laughs> anyway, so oh I was cleaning out the cabinets in his laundry room for him, and I found a whole plethora of wines. Really? Okay. Um, I found a bottle of Boone's Farm. What the hell is a Boone's Farm? Yeah, what is that? You don't know what Boone's Farm is? Oh, oh my lord. I don't even know what a Boone is. I should have brought Boone's Farm. What is it? Okay. Is it like is a, a liquor? Is it wine? Why is there a farm full of them? It's... Can we go to this farm? <laughs> Are there animals at this farm? It is literally... So it's... Um, I don't even know the equivalent of it. It's like the, it's like the Mike's Hard Lemonade of wines. What the? <laughs> I feel like what? that shouldn't exist. <laughs> it should not. And like, I looked at the bottle, and I instantly had like flashbacks of being fifteen and like passing out in a field. <laughs> that was your pass out in a field beverage of choice. Oh yeah, was a wine Mike's our lemonade. No, no, no. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like mine was it was like Burnett's vodka, like the oh four dollar bottle that you get in a plastic bottle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, anyways, was your dad saving it for a special occasion? Did yeah, do we need like, we were do we need to return it? it right now? No, like, I don't stop? even know where this wine came from because they don't drink wine. Mm. So. Curious. Maybe they probably got it as like a gift or something. The unsolved mystery of where the wine came from. Mm. Yeah. Let's get him on the show. I want to <laughs> interview him. Let's get him on here. <laughs> All right, we'll crack that Are baby open. Let's go. Ooh. <laughs> you hear that? We always do that every that time. That twist top. <laughs> every time. Oh, classy. Yeah, you can pour it. You oh, can spill it on the Atlanta. carpet, the the rug, but not on the couch, please. Wow, look at that pour. Wow. Holy God. That's a big boy pour. Uh, that looks like six ounces to me, so... Uh, Creighton, can I stay the night this evening? Is this couch taken? <laughs> Cheers! Cheers. <laughs> to episode... God, what are we at now? I don't know. It's nine. Like nine. It's episode nine. Episode nine. Wow. Holy crap. Um, okay. Well. Oh, do we want to give it a try? Yeah. Swirl. Oh, oh, my lord. Every time, I swear swirl. to God, you guys. Goes to a wine tasting class once. <laughs> <laughs> it was twice. Thank you very much. That's wow. good. It's, like, much more smooth than other Merlots. Yeah. Usually I feel like Merlots give you that, like, gross aftertaste. Do you like it? No. You You don't like it? It tastes kind of like a, it's like I licked a barbecue. I feel like this is the first wine that we've been like, ew. Oh, God. (laughs) 
no like live raids or like advertisements <laughs> from Boomtown. <laughs> uh, oh. We won't be tagging them in the Instagram post. <laughs> Wait, what does it say on the bottle? Like what it's? Well, go find out. It's not. Oh, my from Columbia. Thing. It's from Columbia Valley. It, uh, oh, they it say just we, said Washington State. Uh, well, yeah, it's Washington State. Which the Columbia Valley, Valley is inside. So we set out I with know. nothing <laughs> on the back of the bottle. It says we set out with nothing more than a blank map. Oh, okay, an unquenchable thirst for adventure and a natural sense of direction, and ended up with a wine to write home about. Bring a glass and leave your comfort zone. This is Boomtown by way of Dusted Valley. Oh, and mm. uh, Mattawa. Mattawa, Washington. Oh. There's wineries out in Mattawa? Apparently. Hmm. Who knew? Close. I thought they were just the bottle. there. <laughs> I mean, the bottle, the bottle looks cool. You don't really like, you don't like it? I, so I shouldn't say that. Boomtown, it's, it's a lovely wine. It's a lovely Merlot. Mm. It's just not this girl's fave Merlot. What do you think, Ryden? Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listeners out there, he just wiped his tongue. So I feel like that's a good sign. I just sign. got something off my tongue. <laughs> Which I don't know what it was. Um, we're supposed to like swish it around our teeth, right? And like, I'm not swishing this shit. Around. I no, can't. I'm just it's gonna stain my barnacles. Oh right, the barnacles. <laughs> uh, she's still uh, for our listeners. She still has the barnacles. The barnacles are still attached. Still strong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about this. Um, it's gonna you know what? Trick, this but... is why this fucking wine has been in that cabinet <laughs> since 2014. They knew mm. you're, you're gonna tell your dad, he's like, You got that one, right? <laughs> That's the one exactly. Out of all the, the wines, you stole that one. I got that for two dollars back in 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go with our pizza and salad. Mm, no, that was good pizza and salad. It, it was, was good, good pizza, pizza and salad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I made it from scratch. My mom's, you know, recipe. <laughs> oh, and that's why it came in a cardboard box? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And I yeah. cooked it in my oven? My mom actually uh, produces cardboard boxes. Um, <laughs> it's this weird thing. Okay. That's so funny. Wow. <laughs> she wraps her salad in plastic. So I don't oh, know. the plastic wrapping. Yeah, And yeah. the salad dressing mm-hmm, all in that little mm-hmm. plastic. Yeah. Thing. Well, she just wanted to make it efficient for us, you know. Oh, that's so nice of her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a nice lady. Nice lady. She's so wow. kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, welcome to Strange Like Me. I forgot about the intro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> Welcome everyone to Strange Like Me. Yeah, um, I'm Kelsey Pfeiffer. I'm Crichton Wright. I'm DJ Easy Rock. Mm, DJ D- Easy Rock. DJ Easy Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you DJ, DJ Easy Rock? Do you really? Neither of you got that. No. Do you know who DJ no. Easy Rock is? No. I thought you just tell. made it up. He's a, no. He's the it takes two to make a thing go right. Oh, uh, okay, I know. That's in uh, The Proposal. Yes. One of my favorite movies, you by the way. You should have known that. Sandra Bullock. So I watched it yesterday. So oh, that's, that's where funny. I was like, I'm going to say DJ You Z watched Rock. it yesterday? I did. <laughs> I love Betty White. Oh, I love Betty White. I love Betty White. If 2020 takes Betty White, I swear to God. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm <laughs> blowing this possible I, I also had this feeling yesterday. I don't know where it came from, but something came across me and I was like, David Attenborough is going to die. I don't know why, but if 2020 takes David Attenborough, I'm burning this place down. What? I'm so sorry. I'm raising my hand. Who is that? You don't know who David Attenborough is? God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Should I leave? Yeah, you should. This is my house, but I'll leave. David Attenborough (laughs) is like the little old man who does all the nature documentaries. He like voices them. No, this isn't ringing a bell for you. No, ma'am. Oh my God. You know who David Attenborough is, right? Okay. Okay, I'll just pretend like I do. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, with the, with the okay. voices. Yes, yes. I know exactly what okay. voices you're talking about right now. the nature and the nature from things. the UK, yes. 
Yeah, he was knighted yeah. by the queen. That's how special he is. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I have been living He's underneath a, a rock. Treasure. He is a national treasure. Good movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I know. Yeah. Well, Crichton, do tell. What are we talking about this week? We are talking about. Okay, it's actually okay. For our history buffs out there, this might be kind of, you know, interesting for them. Ooh, I you learned got a lot two of them right here on this couch. Perfect. I learned a lot about history while doing this. Wow. And actually, I got this idea from someone very close to me. Mm. So, mm. Uh, I'm sure she's very pretty, too. She is. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a cute dog, I'll bet. <laughs> and it was National Dog Day just recently. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> which I take way too many pictures of that dog. Oh, so cute. As you should. She's adorable. She, he. I'm, he? She. She. She's adorable. So cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're starting the story off in Franklin, Tennessee at the Carton Plantation, which has made a name for itself as one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. Oh. Now, in case anyone wants to visit this place, which I do, we should take a trip over there. No, it's at good. 1345 Carton Lane in Franklin, Tennessee, which is really close to Nashville. So we'll just do a big, like, Nashville work oh, yeah. trip. We'll yeah. just pop over we'll there. pop over there. Yeah. You have the time. whole address, like, just right in front of you, That's, ready to go. Well, I thought it was important because I do want to go visit this place. Oh, okay. No, yeah. yeah. Let's go. I'll fire up the Kia. Yeah, we got time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a quick, tri- a quick trip over there. <laughs> All right. So a little backstory. This building was built in 1826. It's a large brick mansion with big columns in the front of it. So it was a spot for well-known people to have meetings and visits, such as presidents at the time. Oh. I wish presidents were coming here. Well, oh, shoot. Maybe. I was about to say um, something no, political. Oh, Not this current president. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> You're always welcome. You're welcome. To my oh my house. gosh. You're always welcome. Uh, Just him though. No one. Else. I would love to meet the Obamas. Oh my. Can you imagine the grace? Oh. Amazing. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we're all just reminiscing about the Obamas. Oh, like having just Obamas. like a moment of silence. Wow. Oh, they were so amazing. Did you hear Michelle Obama's speech recently at the mm. at the Democratic. Democratic National Conference? <gasps> yeah. No. Oh, it was lovely, was it? Everything it was she amazing says. just to hear a politician she, can, like, okay. complete a sentence. You know? Side note. <laughs> Side note, I know also there's some stuff surrounding Miss Ellen right now. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, not going to comment on any of that, mm-hmm. but have you seen the video of Michelle Obama and Ellen going to a CVS pharmacy together? No. No. I, Is it on YouTube or something? Yes. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. What Ellen was just doing? like being a complete pest, like, you know, over the megaphone, like whatever. Inside of a CVS? Yes. And Michelle Obama kept her cool and her grace the entire time. Even when she called Ellen annoying, she did it gracefully. Poised. Uh, I would love to be dissed by Michelle Obama. Loved it, but still. It <laughs> would be like the coolest burn ever. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, your mom's a hoe, but I respect you. But I... <laughs> okay, anyways, continue. All right, so this mansion was owned by a former mayor of Tennessee, Randall McGavick, um, whose son, John, took it over when he died. So John and his wife had five kids. Hmm. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot. Three of them, unfortunately, passed away at a young age. Kind of sad. I don't really know why, but I do know at this time that the childhood mortality rate was over 50%. Ooh. Yikes. crazy? Yeah. What year is this again? 
This was, well, it was built in 1826. This was like 1840, 1850. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. There were. Something. Yeah. That was a terrible time to be alive. Oh, yeah. All kinds yeah. of shit. It was like diarrhea they, could kill you. I don't yeah. think they had AC in any no. home. No, oh they didn't no. have AC. No. They oh. barely had fans. They drank like chalk to, mm. you know, mm-hmm. heal their ailments. Yeah. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> what? It was then. Okay. I don't know much about history, but that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everything was normal for this family until November 30th, 1864. The Confederate Army of Tennessee attacked the Federal Army about Ugh. a mile away from their home to what is called one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War. Oh, this was known as the Battle of Franklin. Oh, no. A mile from their home? Just about a mile, yeah. Kind of Can crazy. I saw the maps. battle ha- happening a mile from your home? I know. <laughs> Crazy. So it was pretty intense because long story short, it, uh, this battle lasted five hours long, but 8,500 people were either killed, missing, or captured all during the span of the day that this thing was going on from both sides. Holy so shit. So the Union and Confederate side. So Holy cow. That's a lot of people. Yeah, 8,000 people? Yeah. I don't even know what 8,000 people looked like. I, I mean, in the 1800s, I didn't even think that there were like 8,000 people in the United States. That must have been the entire population of the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, so this mansion, the Carton Plantation, served as one of the largest field hospitals in the area. Because it was so close, it was kind of big, whatever. Yeah. So I can't imagine... Like, one day, this mansion is a home for a family, and then, oh, you know, we need to make a, you know, a makeshift hospital. Let's use this big house, you know? I feel like they did that, like, back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just bound isn't that in nearby? our constitution about, like, having to house soldiers? Yeah, yeah but you don't definitely. have to, you don't have to house soldiers during a time of war. Oh, you don't have to. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I mean, because I think that they used to just be able to like barge right in, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they must have put that in place because of previous events right. where people were just barging into your house right. with soldiers <laughs> with bloody arms. <laughs> Thomas oh my Jefferson, God. Was my like, living room. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was like, "I've had enough of this crap. Like, yeah. I'm come on, let's write it in." I've replaced five couches. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's what they're worried about is the couches. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if they had much time to prepare, uh, and the families just started helping out during this thing. So it sounds like they didn't really have a choice. It just became a field hospital. So during the night, hundreds, during the battle, hundreds came to receive aid, and the bodies started piling up. And they didn't have much, or they didn't have time to make proper burials at the time, so they laid these bodies in the plantation field just right outside the home. Uh. I know. So someone uh, stated that Carrie McGavick, the wife of John, who owned the house, donated food, clothing, and supplies to care for the wounded and dying. And witness, witnesses say that her dress was blood soaked at the bottom from all the blood on the ground. Ooh. I know. Yucky. Okay. Done with that page. Okay. <laughs> okay. So on the morning of December 1st, 1864, four Confederate generals had died from their wounds and their bodies were all left sitting on the back porch of the house. Ew. The floors of this house still remain stained with blood from the bodies that lay there. Ah. And you can take a tour of this area and see the bloodstains. And I hear it's really creepy. No way. You can actually see the bloodstains. You can still see the bloodstains. I've seen YouTube videos, pictures. It's just like. Oh my God. It's bloodstains into the wood in this home, like throughout. And they've like. 1840s? 1864. 1860. Oh, duh. Civil War. Mm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
okay, that blood is like 200, or no, 150 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do yeah. any math, but I yeah, know. I think you're right. Yeah. Something like that. Why is it still around? I think, have they just maintained the house as like a historical... Yes, and so it was used for farming, and then they kind of just, uh, they I think they were going to tear it down, and then they were like, no, turn it into a museum, you know, history. So that's where, where it's at right now. It's kind of like a, a museum, mm. and kind of restored um, a little we bit. We should absolutely go. That sounds so spooky yeah and interesting you know u.s history and whatnot we should do yeah. like strange like me on the road <gasps> we should oh my uh, gosh. strange like me on the road i love that <gasps> all these spooky oh my, places one year we're all gonna take a sabbatical and we're gonna travel the u.s and go to spooky places and do our podcast on the road okay, okay. i would love that i'm ready now. a verbal contract is binding in the state of washington Done. So. strange like me with boss <laughs> <laughs> So it's said that the McGavick family all assisted at this home during the fighting. Even the seven-year-old son and nine-year-old daughter witnessed seeing these bodies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we know there's some definite ghost activity happening at this place. Absolutely. Those spirits are unsettled. Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. And at the home, there's said to be a ghost in the kitchen. A young girl who was killed before the war even took place. And that she said to sweep the floors at dusk. Which, she was killed because she rejected a man and was murdered in a, quote, jealous rage. Ugh. Wait, 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 wait. That happened before the war, though. Okay. But I had to mention it. That's just like a couple questions. Go ahead. She haunts by sweeping the floors. And, like, making noise and stuff. That's exactly how I want to be haunted. If the ghost is going to come in and clean my house, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, Do the was, dishes while you're at it. Yeah. I, well, I'm thinking if, like, if I was that ghost, I wouldn't be sweeping. I would go in the kitchen, eat some pizza, have I, some wine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Pour um, some wine for the guests, everything like that. Yeah. And the next question, you said this is a little girl? Or, I mean, you said a that she girl. got killed by, like, someone who... Yeah, she's probably younger. Rejected. Yeah, okay. she's probably okay. younger. I mean, I 1800s, they got married at, like, 14. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was younger. Okay, all right. So, cool. yeah, so she's still there, but, oh. by the way, during this whole event. Right. Mm. Um, so, what's really fucked up is that in the night... It became, uh, the night it became a field hospital, they did a lot of amputations in the upstairs boys' room because that's where the most daylight was up there. And the wooden floors, that's where one of the locations where it's at, it's permanently stained mm. from the blood um, because it was so soaked from all those amputations. And also, I heard that there was a window in this room so that when they were done cutting off the limb with a saw, they would just throw the limb out the window no creating like a pile so gross so disgusting oh gross i forgot that was like their solution back then it was just cut cut it it off off. it's gotta go yeah oh you're shot here just (laughs) okay let it go could you imagine be being down there being like all right you know what my house is now a fucking hospital i'm just gonna go mow the lawn and then like Hands and feet come flying out the window. There's feet flying out the window. God. It's raining arms and feet. Oh, you remember God. that episode of Friends where Phoebe, it's like her dream. And she's like a Civil War nurse. She keeps getting limbs cut off and there's blood spurting everywhere. Oh my goodness. And she just looks down and goes, oh no. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. oh gosh. So this, uh, the Carton Plantation is home to one of the largest Confederate graveyards in the U.S. with 1,500 soldiers buried on the property. So people say that during the autumn months, where about the time that this war took place, you can particularly see Mrs. McGavick floating on the back porch as she watches over the graves. Because that's what, like, after the war ended, she kind of took it upon herself to watch over these graves, visit every day. Oh, really? You know, like she oh. was not responsible, but like she would like 
take care of them, kind of, you oh, know? right. What a burden to take on. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Bless her heart, But though. after you experience that, oh, I feel like you would be so tied to that oh, yeah. event that you And you, like, know the like, people. Like, these yeah. men that couldn't be saved, like... Yeah, they'd yeah. be, like, a little bit of survivor's guilt. Mm, Ooh, maybe. So, and, and it said that one of the generals who died, General Patrick Claiborne, isn't able to leave because he knew his men wouldn't hold up in the fight and is still terrified. Um, he has been seen pacing back and forth in the porch, looking worried. Mm. Crazy. Spooky. As a ghost. Which, if I was a general, mm-hmm. I would definitely not have stayed to watch over the guys as a ghost. Like, what am I going to do? You know, stay around, check up on him? Like, I would just be uh, in the yeah. kitchen. Wine and pizza again. No. You, know. you can't always eat wine and pizza for to solve your problems, okay? I know. I should really get away from that. <laughs> I mean, wine and pizza does solve a lot of problems, At though. least 65% of them. Yeah, a yeah. solid yeah. 65. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Like, kind of like, I feel like if I'm managing a team today and if I die, I'm not going to go back there and see them struggle. You know, I'm going to go and... You better. Enjoy my life. No, you know, you enjoy my afterlife, I guess. <laughs> Fun fact, this DJ Easy Rock. Um, Crichton used to be mine and Kelsey's general. Yeah. He was our, our general in, you know, a quote-unquote time of war, if you will. Right? The trenches. We were mm-hmm. down in the trenches. So I swear to God, if you died and didn't come back and help us. Okay, maybe for you Or guys, like watch over our yeah. graves. <laughs> yeah. He just floats over the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a place to haunt. I know. <laughs> We've talked about haunting that place in at least like a handful of episodes. Yeah, yes. I know. <laughs> that is we my are, dream. If we keep talking about it, we're going to end up there after we die. Oh, I know. For <laughs> but sure. Y- you know what though? I I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. Like if I got sentenced to like 10 years of haunting there, yeah. I, I would be I happy. could do 10 years of haunting there out of yeah. my eternity of afterlife. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so there's a book on this if anyone wants to read it called Carton Plantation, Ghost Stories, True Tales of the Unexplained from Tennessee's Most Haunted Civil War House. Long title. Ooh. Jeez. But it's from Lachlan Seabrook. It's at Barnes & Noble for about 20 bucks. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow, what a steal. Okay, so let me tell you something crazy. On top of the ghosts, Mrs. McGavick with her blood-soaked dress, you know, looking at the grave still, yeah, all that, right, autumn right, right. Um, So in my research online, there's a story of a descendant of one of the men who was killed and buried at the plantation, he visited the mansion one evening after the um, after it closed, like the museum, I guess it's what it is now, when it closed for guests. Uh-huh. But he showed up there, this relative of a descendant of someone who died. So this man wanted to walk around the property, you know, kind of see it, because that's where his family fought. Um, so he went to the back of the mansion and found something unexpected. <gasps> oh, no. Wait, can I pause you before you say this? Yes, Are please. the bodies still there? Or the have graves they since removed them? Oh, the graves Well, they... There. Like, kind of just put them in, like, kind of, like, makeshift graves. And Mm -hmm. then later, they did, like, official burial or official graves for them. Still at that same property, though. Yeah, right around there. Okay. But, I mean, like, the the official burials that they did then, they're still there today. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, wow. I believe that's what it is, Cool. Okay. Continue. Um, Sorry, it just got really dark in here. It got super dark in here. Okay, we're like in the dark, basically. Uh, I'll open up the book. Perfect time for a spooky story. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'll like light a candle and just like have like the flicker. (laughs) The black flame candle. I have a new candle. Yeah, I have a new candle. I want to try. Anyways, it's right over there. (laughs) What scent is it? It's mahogany teakwood. 
I was literally going to say that. I was like, I hope it's mahogany teakwood. Really? That's my favorite candle scent. That's my favorite candle scent. Get it's out of here. Stop it. I got two candles. That's mahogany teakwood? No. That's mahogany no. teakwood? No. I can't believe this. I got to go. I'm pointing at two different so directions, two different areas of the house. <laughs> do you like mahogany teakwood? I do. Um, yes. DJ yeah. Easy <laughs> Yes. Thank you. You remembered my name. <clears throat> I usually for, I usually have to write it down. Do you go for DJ yeah. for short? Or? Yeah. Yeah, just sure. Easy? Or just, okay. you know, Rock Deej. Is it like E-Z, like the two letters, Edward Zebra or... Edward Zebra. That's what the fanatics are. Over. Um, <clears throat> sure. You know, I'm I'm really not picky. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So an article. Okay. Back to the story. Anyways. So an article I read stated that this man was shocked to find a shadowy silhouette of a man wearing a uniform standing next to a horse as though he was preparing to get in the saddle. He figured oh. it was a reenactor, like he just like looked at it briefly, uh, but then the horse disappeared. What? So the visitor saw another man, so like this guy, saw another man dressed as a Confederate soldier on the back porch, so he asked him, what happened to his horse? The soldier replied that it must have been shot just like his own horse was shot. The soldier what? expressed that he was very concerned now because they would be at the mercy of the enemy without their horses. The soldier also told the man that he would better make sure he had his pistol, speaking to the guy. What? So the guy who came to visit was like, you know, who I guess was laughing at this reenactor deciding to play along, you know, asked the soldier, what kind of gun should he have? Because he didn't have one, you know. And the soldier became alarmed, turned to another soldier on the porch and said, well, if we're going to die, let us die like men. Threw his hat in the air forcefully and vanished. The visitor then heard sounds of shouting, yelling, a voice yelling, charge, man, charge. The man said he heard sounds of more shots, shells, muskets, and cannons filled the air where he was around at this mansion. It was then that this guy, the visitor, realized he'd been standing among a group of ghosts. He ran terrified to his car. He felt as though he was really there in the middle of battle. He returned to the plantation the next day when it was open and realized, you know, told people about it, realized that, it was the ghost on the porch that you've been talking to, and it was General Patrick Claiborne. What in the entire fuck? I know. That is crazy. Okay, I just have to say, though, these, I feel so bad for their souls that they literally have to, like, reenact, go through that yeah. loop of living in fear. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, for eternity. Right. Yeah. That is insane to me. Okay, also, side note, I told y'all ghost horses were real. Okay. They are. (laughs) This was a distinguished battle horse. It was a battle horse. Your horse was a real life horse. Yeah, (laughs) the one that you saw was actually a horse. It was not a ghost horse. I am so interested about these types of sightings. I have never personally seen a ghost. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it actually looks like looking at another human being or if it's like, like sort of distorted or yeah. like yeah. what it actually or if it looks like. Looks or if if they just look different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the, if this guy sounds like he thought it was an actor. He, so he thought, thought it was, it was a real person. So it they must do have. Yeah, they do have reenactments. And like I've seen oh. video when I like Googled it on YouTube, whatever, on all these places. Um, there's all these like reenactors, you know, because that's like a big uh. thing, I guess. Like these reenactments, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Whenever like you go to deal. historical places, and yeah, yeah, it's like a big deal. Yeah. So there's reenactments, and he probably seen a bunch of them, and yeah. maybe even seen some that day. And then he goes to this house after hours, 
you know, just to kind of see, you know, family history, someone, you mm-hmm. know, a descendant who fought in that war. Yeah. Um, in that battle there. And, you know. I wonder if, like, his song. family member was triggered by the fact that someone of his bloodline was there and it, like, oh, brought man. up all this energy. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know anything about ghosts. Right. <laughs> but that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, that would make sense. Yeah. I want to go. This sounds like such a cool place. So I know someone who's been. <gasps> no and way. Yeah. Tell me more. And they, they, the person who told me about the story. Mm-hmm. And they said it was so creepy because yeah. like when, the, you know, you're on that tour and you're, you know, you're hearing about what happened and like, mm-hmm. you know, the amputations and you're seeing, like you're in the room and you're seeing that blood on the ground. Like it yeah. puts you there, mm-hmm. you know? So I can just imagine like, like what the feeling is. Yeah. I know that when we were in Philly and we mm-hmm. toured the old prison and we went to the area where, um, Oh, it's escaping me, but it had like, it wasn't the regular rooms. Mm-hmm. I And mm-hmm. I don't know if this was like solitary or something along those lines, but I remember walking through and it was literally like both of you and I would just be like dead silent because mm-hmm. it just, something didn't feel right. Yeah. yeah I exactly. wonder if it's kind of like the same feeling walking into there. I do remember. It was like this specific wing of the prison that was, because mm-hmm. we were in the prison yard and we're right. like, oh, we didn't go down this yet. And we walked in and it was just like, dark mm-hmm. and creepy and there was a cell that you could go inside yeah and i think we did go in it and we were like i, I don't want to do this anymore yeah. let's get out it's so crazy <laughs> because like yeah you go to these places and every time i go to a place like that and i think of how many people like crossed through that same path yes. yeah. a year 100 200 150 200 years ago mm-hmm. and experienced these terrible things or yeah. you know whatever it may be yeah like how crazy that is mm-hmm. that's like my favorite part about going to historical sites specifically is when you stop and just take a moment to be like how many people have walked through this or mm-hmm. like spent time here and what was their experience here um i went to a separate prison in gosh it was in boise idaho and I did get to go into the solitary confinement cells. Right. And you just would like sit in there and it was the spookiest feeling. And then there was another part of the prison where they did hangings and you got to go see the hanging room. Oh no. And same thing, just like sitting in there feeling like, imagine God. being on the audience side and yeah. also being on like the hanging side. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, what a spooky feeling. I know. Wow. So side note, Leonard and I also. <laughs> I love that you call Leonard. My gentleman <laughs> caller, mm-hmm. Leonard. Um, <laughs> we went to something very similar in, it's the old Montana State Prison in mm-hmm. Lewiston, mm-hmm. Montana. And uh, we were able to go through it. And we got to the place where they used to have the gallows. And they yeah. have like one of the old mechanisms in there. I don't know exactly what they're called, but it's, yeah. you know, wooden and stuff. And it's inside of this enclosed area. And yeah. they have uh, like this chicken wire covering the door. So you can still go up and see it, but you can't go in. Mm. And I heard these noises. Mm. And I was instantly like, nope, nope, nope. I'm out of here. I'm going. I'm going. Jeez. So then we step away and Leonard's like, oh, there's pigeon poop all over the place. So there were like pigeons, <laughs> oh. poop, pigeons stuck <laughs> okay, inside yeah. of this building. First the ghost horse. Now, now the, the pigeons. The pigeons are bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe any spooky stories you tell anyone. No. It's probably just rogue animals. Exactly. <laughs> my life is filled with animals trying to scare the shit out of me. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're oh, coming after you. This they reminds are. me, when you were telling me about 
you know, like all they didn't have enough room for the bodies. They're putting them outside. Yeah. It reminded me of something I just learned about recently. Did you guys know there's an island off of New York where um, whenever there's like, I mean, I don't want to say whenever, but I think it started when there was a pandemic in like, I don't know, early 1900s where they ran out of space to put bodies. So like the Spanish flu? Yes. Where they started just delivering the bodies to this island off of New York and they would put them in like pine wood boxes and bury them on top of one another and i guess it's like unidentified bodies um people who can't pay for funerals or like they use it during the pandemic where they just send these bodies there's just so many that they can't Mm -hmm. keep up and it's it's prisoners that go out to the island and they bury the body bodies in these pine wood (gasps) things and i'm just like how haunted could like must this island be? <laughs> Do they still use it? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, no. What? I just watched how big it is this island? It's small. It's like, gosh, it's probably the size of like, you know, like Vashon Island and yeah, off Washington. Yes, I'd say it's even a little smaller than that. So it's like Holy it's a small island. Wow, there must be just bodies just stacked on top of each other. But I'm thinking to myself, like, how freaking haunted must this place be? Is it called? Is it Vashon Island? The one in Washington. Called? That's the one yeah. in Washington. Yeah. Didn't a plane crash in a bashon? Didn't someone steal a plane recently, like two years ago or something? Crash in a bashon. It was, it was like Bashan. the. Or are you talking about like the barefoot bandit? No, because that's I'm talking about something different. Okay. Some like rogue employee of some I don't even know what it was. Oh. Crashed a, a like a like a commercial yes. plane oh. into bashon. It was an Bashan. employee at SeaTac Airport, and he stole an airplane, like a seven forty seven. I just thought about that story. Yeah. yeah. And oh like, my was gosh! Doing crazy I stuff forgot that that happened. And I crashed. don't know that I ever heard of it. Oh what? my god! People, so. I saw like video recording of like this, like a seven four seven triple seven. I don't know which one. I remember the night that this happened yeah. when I was like, I'm sorry, what? People were taking <laughs> people were taking video of this, like commercial plane, you know, mm-hmm. flying and like turning like at an angle that it yeah like you can tell that it shouldn't have been flying the way it was right mm-hmm. and then i think it crashed right i yeah. think you're right yeah i don't know if it was Vashon, but it very well could have been a, it was an island off of seattle yeah did um, the guy survive no oh, no no oh. so he was he wasn't even like a pilot at SeaTac airport he was like a I want to say like a baggage employee or something like that. Oh. And he hijacked a 747 and he took off at SeaTac and then he was flying around the Seattle air, like around Seattle. There's voice recordings of him talking to air traffic control. They're trying to like get oh, him to land. Right. Right. And he's like, I'm going to do a barrel roll. And so he like tries to flip the plane and do, he's trying to do all this crazy stuff. And I think when he did the barrel roll is when it started to go down and it crashed into a island. I don't know which one. Okay, I pulled it up right okay. now. It Sounds is like it was like a. I hate to say a, this, but like a a suicide. Oh, it was a suicide mission. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, I don't want to say the name, but it was a Horizon Air employee mm. stole a uh, Horizon Air Q four hundred uh, turboprop plane from SeaTac. Um, he it looks like he was twenty twenty nine years old. Um, like this is all on like Seattle Times dot yeah, uh, yeah. com here, um, and he sold it, like late in the evening, eight thirty p.m. It was a Friday. Um, he was in a maintenance position, um, but yeah, he took off, and then uh, it seems like it was like a total shock for everybody. Like they did oh, not expect yeah. anything like this to happen. Um, I don't think he'd flown like planes before while he was flying the plane. Yeah. And like I, that's when I had heard about it when they were going live and they're saying like someone's currently flying this airplane, 
That's such a scary thing. So I totally forgot crazy. that I'm happened. Sure, that was the craziest story. I'm sure so many policies, rules, regulations have changed since, since that moment. That. Like oh, right? how you can even probably start a pl- my sister's an engineer. She probably hate me. She used to work on planes yeah. and stuff. She hates it when I talk about planes because I know nothing <laughs> about it. Uh, but there's they probably changed the way to like how to even start it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Or like, I didn't even know you could fly a plane by yourself because isn't there always two pilots? Yeah. Maybe that's be. because if the first one goes down, you want to back up there. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought right. you needed two people to operate you, a plane. Yeah. God. Don't they use like autopilot though half the time? I think once they're up in the air, but I feel like the takeoff landing is pretty manual. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know enough about We don't know anything. Gotta get my sister, gotta get my sister on here. I thought yes. you used to work for like a uh, I, pilot museum. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you used to work at the airplane museum. I worked oh, at the airplane air- museum. Well, okay. Oh there's a God, couple. Duh. I won't see which one. I worked at the one that just like did tours. I didn't know. I don't know anything about planes. <laughs> <laughs> I I got like yelled what at by guests. What did you say on the tours? I didn't give the tours. Oh, I sold didn't? tickets for the tours. <laughs> he was like, I didn't know anything that about the tours. episode of Friends where Joey goes to work at the museum. Yes. <laughs> I didn't and know. here's Dr. Ross Geller. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about it, but I sold the tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a fun right. summer job. They don't require you to know anything about planes to sell tickets. Well, I learned a little bit by like when I was bored and walking around. <laughs> this is a big plane and this, this is a small plane. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And this is our mid-sized plane. Yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> this one goes really fast, and this one's not as fast. But, <laughs> but it's still kind of fast. Yeah. It can carry people and, like, you know, your luggage and stuff. And it goes really high in the air. Yeah. And my name's Crichton if you need anything else. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, is that that is probably exactly how it would have gone. Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he just was giving around, the tour. Just, like, saying, okay, just take a look. Take pictures. This is a This is a plane. Like, I don't know anything about planes. <laughs> so, like, uh, how many miles can this thing fly before it needs gas? Depends. On, it just depends on how how big it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just really about a couple gallons, I'm sure. Like, oh, that's, I was like, I'll, I'll be like, you know, that's a that's a really good question. Uh-huh. We should ask someone that when we get back. <laughs> when he we would, get back, yeah. He would turn on his customer service voice yeah. and be like, yeah. let me find that out for you. Let me find, yeah, that's a wonderful yeah. question. Thank you so much for Pulls asking that. <laughs> Google he's, it yourself. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine him Googling it as he's like in the middle of giving I a can. tour? I Googled stuff at our hotel job all the time. All yeah. the time. They'd ask me questions about the town we were in. I'm like, hmm, hmm, yeah, that's a good question. Pulls up Google. So can I tell you a secret? Yeah. They would ask all the time about, and I mean, obviously both of you know this, about how to get to certain like local attractions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I would always give them the wrong directions. Oh my my god! On purpose. (laughs) You are such a loke. (laughs) You're like hashtag lokes only. Lokes only. Can I tell you actually back to that museum job that I worked at that tour one? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So we had a height requirement for kids. And oh, I because- thought you were going to say for employees. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's why I couldn't be a tour guide. Yeah, because I was too short. No, so we had a height requirement for kids and stuff. And I would have to, you know, stamp their hand if they were tall enough. You oh, know? my gosh. And so, and which people yelled at me constantly about because they were like, my kid's tall enough. I'm like, Well, here's a, the measuring mark. No, they're not. Yeah. But they had that because on the tour, like you couldn't take, you couldn't like bring anything with you, phones, mm-hmm. cameras, anything like that. So... The railings were that tall. 
so you, they didn't want you like lifting your kid up to see the planes. <gasps> Otherwise, you may drop potentially drop them over and the edge. And then we have a Harambe situation all over again. Yeah, we have to gun down the plane because it's acting like a plane. You yes. show your kids who are like, you know, two years old this thing, which they don't even care. They don't even know where they're at. You but you want to show them, is. and then you drop them over the edge. Mm, tragic. You know what sucks is they put that in place because it had happened before. It definitely probably mm-hmm. had happened mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yikes. That means that museum's haunted. Haunted. Yeah, it worked <laughs> for like two summers. <laughs> Do you see any ghost kids? Ghost babies? Ghost babies. <laughs> Fun fact. Will we ever yeah. stop talking about ghost babies? I don't think so. I Not think since that episode. Ghost mm. babies are just going to be our thing now. Yeah. It's just part of the... Uh, <laughs> ghost babies yeah. run. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. It sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode. I know. <laughs> Ghost babies run. We kind of are like Mystery Inc. though. Yeah, no, for sure. We're missing like five members, but... Oh, but that's okay. We didn't need them anyways. Yeah. That's true. Okay. If you could choose one character of Mystery Inc., who would you be? Mm. Was that what was written on their van? Yes. Yeah. They oh were my, Mystery I'm Inc. S- I'm so surprised I remember that. Scooby-Doo was the name of the dog. I want to be Daphne because I feel like she's like hot and can get out of anything like trouble that she gets in mm. i feel like you get like hot people privilege yeah you know hot people privilege. <laughs> yeah it's a real thing it's a real ass thing it is yeah who would you pick okay it's been a while so i don't even know like oh my God. i don't even know their names you can do Jesus. scooby shaggy oh that's you know the do- yeah the dumb um i shouldn't say that daphne um velma velma, velma yeah and then who's fred. the guy fred oh and he God, wore an orange this. ascot mm-hmm Oh yeah. Okay, who are you picking? Pick, choose your fighter. <laughs> oh my god. Finish him. I'm trying to think like who would I pick versus who am I actually like. Mm, that's well, we're asking who you would pick, not who you're like. Um, I want to say I would like pick the smart one. Wasn't she in like the purple with the glasses, or was it orange, orange. with glasses? Orange, orange with, glasses. with the glasses. The purple one Velma. is the one Velma. that you chose. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like you would be a Velma too, just just because you're super logical. Yeah, you're yeah. always logical in situations. Unless I'm drinking, then I'm fr- a Fred. I feel like. And then right. we're on Strange Like Me, definitely. And then we're Strange <laughs> Like Me. I'm Fred. Great, got Strange it. Strange Like Me Inc. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would be Shaggy hands down because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's a stoner. And the only way I would be able to get through trying to, you know, hunt down ghosts and Mm. figure out who's behind these hauntings would be if I was under the influence. So shaky all day. Okay, fair enough. And you get a dog sidekick, which is always cool. And I get to say zoinks. You do get to say zoinks. Yeah. Yeah. And Crichton, you get to say, where's my glasses? (laughs) I can't see without my glasses. I literally can't. It's true. (laughs) It's true. My glasses are like a lower prescription than my contacts. Is why would I pay the, all that money for new glasses? <laughs> so it is a risk when I have to wear my glasses. Like it's, a, it's a safety hazard for everyone. Oh God, we'll keep that in mind. We're gonna steal his glasses just to, you know. God, I'll just be blind. Oh, mm-hmm. could you? Oh, that'd be fun. Can someone please pay for my LASIK, please? <laughs> Can some listener with a lot of money? Let's, let's start an OnlyFans. <laughs> And only fans for cry yeah. for me. <laughs> what is he gonna do on there? I don't know. He can sell feet pics or something. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll just do that. Just yeah. hey, guys, thank you for watching. This is for my LASIK surgery. <laughs> Does anyone want any feet pics? <laughs> All right. Oh well, God. Okay. I, I think that concludes our episode. Should I we wrap so. it up? <laughs> All right, well, make sure to subscribe to not only our Instagram, but Crichton's OnlyFans if you want exclusive (laughs) content. (laughs) To pay for his LASIK surgery. Please, we need it. Please, God, he can't see without his glasses. (laughs) I can't even talk. (laughs) 
you so All much right. for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. And stay strange. Stay strange. Uh, stay strange. <laughs> <laughs>